You are listening to a message that was given at Living Word Chapel, Oracle, Arizona. It is our hope and prayer that God will use this message to speak to you and enrich your life. For more information, visit lwcoracle.org.
Yeah. 
Did I mention to you that we are kicking off an amazing night for real men on February the 25th at 6 p.m. at the Oracle campus? So any one of you that are watching online and are in close proximity, we'd love for you to come out and celebrate this amazing night. We're just believing that God is calling men to take their rightful place and champion the cause of Christ in their families, in their communities, in their homes. And I I just believe that the change that needs to take place and the transformation that needs to take place in our country and in our cities is going to come through the church. It's going to come through God's people doing the things of God. Talking about kickoffs, today is Super Bowl Sunday, and uh, uh, 99.9 million people watched all over the world in 2020 uh, they all watch the Super Bowl. And so as we see that this great event is, is reaching a big scope of people at Living Word Chapel, we call today Super Bowl Super God. And uh, what I know for sure is that no matter who will lift up the Vince Lombardi trophy, uh, we know that Jesus is still going to be the champion. He's a champion of our faith He's the champion of our, of our struggles. He can help us to overcome what we're going through. He's the champion of, of the celebrations that we have. And so before the game or after the game, we know that God is still in control. And so we thank him for that. But hey, there's great, great things going on. Today, uh, as the game starts, uh, Patrick Mahomes and uh, the great Tom Brady will be playing. What a matchup. The, the, maybe the greatest of all times quarterback in, in Tom Brady will be going up uh, against maybe the upcoming greatest of all times, Patrick Mahomes. And, uh, and, and it's going to be a wonderful time. But what I want for us to realize is that both of these teams have strengths And both of these teams have weaknesses, but they're all called to help each other to win. And and I don't know about you, but if you're a follower of Jesus, you are on God's team. We belong to team Jesus and God's call for us is to win together. And that's exactly what we're going to be looking at as we continue in this book of Romans. As we look at chapter 15, uh, we will grab a hold of the apostle Paul helping uh, the church in Rome to understand that though there are weak people, though there are weak uh, uh, members of the body of Christ, we are called to win together. And so I put some, some points together uh, that I think are going to help us. So if, if you're, because you're at home, if you're listening on the podcast or you are watching right now, uh, just take a seat back and, and remember this that we mentioned uh, if you're wearing your team jersey or any time throughout the day, do us a favor, take a picture, put it on our homepage of, of our Facebook or Instagram homepage. And if you, if you uh, are not following us, great opportunity right now for you to like us and start to follow us. We'd love to see your images and celebrate with you together. Now, how, to, how do we win together? Well, we win together when we understand, number one, we are as strong as the weakest link this makes so much sense when we think about a metal chain. Uh, you know, I worked underground, and so underground we use metal chains to, to help us uh, with all kinds of heavy, heavy uh, job assignments. And what you find out that, that these chains, no matter how big they are, they are only as strong as the weakest link. A chain is able to pull a lot of weight, but it can only pull as much weight 
as the weakest link is able to support. And it's no different with any team. You are going to be as strong as the weakest person on your team. And your opponent, think with me, your opponent, the enemy that you're facing, will look for your weaknesses and will attack you there. That's why the church is called to build each other up. And all of us, all of us have had a weak link at one time or another. Let me tell you that there's been seasons in my life and in my walk with, with God that, uh, that I have been the weak link. I have been the one in, 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 in a very difficult place. And I've needed people to come alongside, to, to help, to strengthen, to restore me. And if you're listening today, God wants you to know that his people are here to help, to strengthen, to restore you in whatever you're facing. And that's what Paul calls the church to do. This is what Paul said in 15 verse 1. He said, we who are strong ought to bear with the failings of the weak and not to please ourselves. Each of us should please our, our neighbor for, the, for their good, to build them up. For even Christ did not please himself, but as it is written, the insults of those who insult you have fallen on me. For everything that was written in the past was written to teach us so that through the endurance taught in the scriptures and the encouragement they provide, we might have hope. Isn't that amazing? That, that God calls us to be team builders, and for us to, to look for that weakest person, look for the weakest link, and strengthen the chain, strengthen the team. You know, God has called us to, 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 to do this because the, the stronger the weak are, the stronger the team is. The stronger the link is, the stronger the team is. Here's a word to the wise. You want your family to be strong? Strengthen the weakest person in your family. A lot of times we boast about the accolades and the great things that the, the, the strongest in our family are doing. You know, the ones that are achieving, they're the, the super achievers. They're the ones that succeed in school. They're the ones that succeed in, 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 in relationships. They're the ones that succeed in, in, in how, you know, just different things that, that we believe are important. But then there's those that, that maybe struggle in school. Maybe they struggle in relationships. Maybe they have uh, some, some social uh, distresses, socially awkwardness, you can call it. Can I tell you that when we invest into those, our family gets stronger? Not just the ones that, that do great. They're just naturally gifted in different ways. If you want for your, for your school to be strong, you invest in those students that have weaknesses. And you will watch your school soar and become an A-plus school. A-plus schools are those that invest in the students that are weak and they make them strong. They're, they're, the, the, the administration, the people that are, that are overseeing, the educators, they look for those that have the struggles and they don't look for them to put them aside, but to bring them into a special place and restore them and make them better. You want your community to thrive. You look for the down and out and you begin to restore them and can I tell you what happens then? The community will win. You see, I am convinced, and this is so important, that with the help of God, your weakest link today can become the strongest link in the future. 
That, that person in your family that is at, at the weakest point today, if you invest into them, if you build them up, if you strengthen them, if you give them the tools which are in God's word to restore them, they will become the strongest link in the future. But we need to invest into them. And the team that will win the Super Bowl today will be the team that has worked diligently to strengthen their weaker areas and players. I love the way the message paraphrase puts it. It says this. It says, those of us who are strong and able in the faith need to step in and lend a hand to those who falter and not just do what is most convenient for us. Strength is for service, not status. Each one of us needs to look after the good of the people around us, asking ourselves, how can I help? Woo! That's a word for us. How can I help? How, how can I, in, in, my, in my season of strength, be able to help those in the faith that are struggling and are in a weak place? Remember last year we talked about those that are weak in their conscience, those that are weak in their convictions. How do we build them up? How do we restore them to know that, that they can do everything in Christ and not have condemnation? And then they, we, we learn that there are things that, that are presented to us in life that can be a stumbling block. They can be a stumbling block for our own lives. They can be a stumbling block for other people's lives that we love. But there is a God who loves us. And that God who loves us teaches us that our strength is for service, not for status. Our, our strength is not for people to look at me, but to help out we. Let's say that again. Our, our strength that we have is not for look at me, but to help us help out we. We want to help everyone who needs the help so that we can strengthen them with the power and the love of God. The second thing is we win together when we understand that we win united. I bet you, if I was a betting man, that the winner of the Super Bowl will not be divided in their mission to get the ball in the end zone and keep the ball out of their own end zone. They won't be divided on that. They will be united to make sure that they can push their offense across the field and into the end zone to score a touchdown or to kick a field goal. They will be united in the cause that they will prevent that ball from coming from the other opponent's end zone and coming into their end zone for a touchdown. They will do everything on their defense United, the safeties working together, the cornerbacks working together, the linebackers working together with the, the defensive linemen, the ends, defensive ends, everyone working together to prevent that ball from moving forward. And can I tell you something? Each of those players, they won't agree on everything. They'll have differences of opinion on, on maybe, you know, things outside of the playing field, but they will agree with everything that has to do with the mission. And that's what God calls us to do. Because God is the owner of the team. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And God purchased this team, Team Jesus, with the blood of Jesus Christ. We have been bought with a price. 
And that price came with Jesus shedding his blood. He left, the, he left his best on the playing field when he came to this earth. He came to this earth and he, he tackled every adversary that he had. He ran the ball down, down into across the enemy line and he went to the cross. And at the cross, he defeated the enemy that we all have and he brought us all in. To this team. We belong to Team Jesus. And, and he allows people to coach. The Apostle Paul was a coach. He wrote this wonderful letter. And in this letter, he, he's coaching us, he's teaching us, he's giving us a blueprint to follow. But he's not the owner. God is the owner. You know, he allows pastors to coach, but we're, we're not the owners. He owns the team. And we, we understand that this is not our team. This is God's team. And we're, we're, we're called to stick to the game plan. We're, we're called to follow what, he, what he's laid out. And this doesn't change. This game plan doesn't change. It doesn't matter what's going on around us. I mean, seasons change. Uh, 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 elected officials change. But God doesn't change. And he directs us in whatever we're going through. And he encourages us. And he strengthens us. And he says, stick to the game plan. So that you can be on mission. So that you can be in my purpose. I love what, what Paul continues to say in verse 5. He says, May the God who gives endurance and encouragement give you the same attitude of mind toward each other that Christ Jesus had, so that with one mind and one voice you may glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Every team that is divided will lose to a team that is united in their mission. The attitude Jesus had was, I came to do the will of my Father. Look at what Paul wrote. He said, with one mind and one voice, glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, when the, when the church gets behind the mission of Christ... People say yes to Jesus. When, when the church are united in the things that are important, the mission, that, that Jesus came to set people free, that Jesus came to liberate us from our enemy, the enemy that, that prevents us from us scoring the touchdowns of life, the touchdowns are the things that are important, the foundational things, where, where we are free to live a life without guilt, we're free to live a life without condemnation. We're, we're free to live a life without addictions. We're free to live a life without uh, a, a, a lying spirit and all the things that, that really hinder the goodness of God in our lives. We win when we're united in Christ. And here's the, the third way that we win together. Uh, we win together when we make it our goal to celebrate one another. Every person on the Super Bowl team will be celebrated. Every person. It doesn't matter if you're on the bench. It doesn't matter if, if you're scoring the touchdowns. It doesn't matter if you're uh, the one who, who, who got hurt in the first quarter. It doesn't even matter if you are the water boy. Here's some NFL trivia for you. How much does the average water boy on an NFL team make? The average water boy on an NFL team makes $53,000 a year. Wow. <laughs> Ain't that amazing? 
Wouldn't you just love to be able to give a towel to Tom Brady, give a towel to Patrick Mahomes, uh, saying, you know, here you go, and, and, and make $53,000 for doing that? I, I, let me say this. They probably have a lot more that they, than they, that they do. They probably do a lot more than that. But what an amazing thing to be able to do that. But here's what I want you to grab a hold of, is that there is nobody on the team of God that lacks important. Every person is important to God. You're important. You're important to God. No matter where you're at in your life, if you're a child of God, if you're a follower of Jesus, you are important to the team. You may not feel important, but you are important. And I love what what Paul said in in verse 7 in chapter 15. He says, accept one another then just as Christ accepted you in order to bring praise to God. I'm going to read that one more time. Accept one another then just as Christ accepted you in order to bring praise to God. When he says accept one another, it means that every team member is important. We accept the strong just like we accept the weak. And here's the thing about the world. In the world, you celebrate the strength of people. You want to be around people that are popular. You want to be known by the people that others esteem highly. But that's not how God operates. God operates, we accept every person right where they're at. We love every person right where they're at. At. Remember last week I talked about I, I, I treasure the people who loved me when I started my walk with Jesus. They loved me, they loved me right where I was at. And, and I treasure the people that, that have celebrated with me throughout my 27 years of walking with Jesus. In October, it will be 28 years that I've walked with Jesus Christ. And, 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 and when, when you accept one another where you're at and you celebrate one another, you understand how important the team is. There there is nobody in the body of Christ that is not important to God. Every person matters. Every person is special. Every person has a a gift and is wonderful to the whole. Verse verse, uh, 8 goes like this. It says, For I tell you that Christ has become a servant of the Jews on behalf of God's truth, so that the promises made to the patriarchs might be confirmed And moreover, the Gentiles might glorify God for his mercy. As it is written, therefore, I will praise you among the Gentiles. I will sing praises of your name. Do you see how Jesus brought two divided groups into one mission? And then in turn, we we find them celebrating God and celebrating each other. Can I tell you why? They're celebrating because the mission is that important. It's worth it. It's bigger than us. And these teams that are playing today, that are playing the Super Bowl, are playing for a trophy that is temporary. And they will play like if their life depended on it. They will put their bodies on the line so that they can lift up that trophy at the end of the game. Now, for those of us that are in Christ Every day is a Super Bowl. Every day we're playing for the wonderful prize of eternity. And let me ask you a question. Are you satisfied with the mission that you are on in your life? That's a very important question. 
Are you satisfied with the, with the mission that you are on in your life? Is your mission worthwhile to you, so worthwhile that you're, 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 you're willing to give everything to make it happen? Let me tell you what happens when you do that. When you have a mission that's worthwhile, you have purpose in life. And it's the difference between having purpose and being aimless. Purpose leads us to reach our best. You know, I, I, I do my best in Christ to grow in the things of God. I, I wake up every morning thinking, Lord, how can I develop into the, the, the man of God you've called me to be, to be? How can I invest into the things that are important? The reason that I do that is because the mission is that important. My, my purpose in life is greater than what it was ever before Christ. I don't live a life that is aimless. You know, Jesus said, he said, I have come to give you life and I've come to give, in, give it to you in abundance. And then right after that, he said, he said, but the enemy, he comes to steal, to kill and to destroy. John 10, 10. Aimless means you're without purpose. You're without direction. You're not aiming at anything in life. And can I tell you something, beloved? God called you to a higher purpose. God called you to a greater mission. That's what the cross of Jesus Christ is all about. It's about God cared about you so much that he was willing to send the very best to win the game so that you could be a part of the team. For him to, to celebrate the Super Bowl the Super Bowl of eternity with a super God and a super Savior and to bring you into the fold and to bring you into the team. You are not the person standing in line when they're choosing teams that no one picks. Jesus died for you so you could be part of the team. And so you can never be a part of the team without saying yes to Jesus. And today Jesus is calling you. He's calling you by name. He's knocking on the door of your heart. He wants to celebrate you with the goodness of God. But you've got to say yes to Jesus. And saying yes to Jesus is as easy as A, B, C. Let's pause right there. Winning the Super Bowl is very difficult. Only two teams are playing. All the other teams are staying home. But here's the thing about our salvation, our our. our the ability for us to get on this team, the invite for us to become members of the greatest team in the history of mankind, the team of God. It's as easy as ABC because Jesus did all the work. And all he asked for us to do is admit that we can't do it without him. We admit that we're sinners, that we fall short of the glory of God. The B is we believe, we trust him. We trust that he is the champion. It doesn't matter what season of life you're in. He continues to be the champion of our faith. He's the beginning and the end of our faith. He will sustain us through whatever we're going through. So we believe in Jesus. And the C, we confess him as Lord. You know, everyone that's playing in the Super Bowl, they're going to confess that they become a part, that they are a part of the team. You will see people in the stands. You will see people all over in different homes that are going to be repping 
their team that, that, that's playing. They're confessing to everybody, I belong to this team. I follow this team. I am a, a Chiefs fan. I am a Buccaneers fan. I represent. When you confess Jesus as Lord, you're representing him as your Savior and Lord. The greatest thing you could ever do. So I want to lead you in a prayer. A prayer of victory. A prayer where you become a member of the greatest team known in the history of mankind to become a child of God and saying yes to Jesus. So pray this with me. Lord Jesus, I need you. Lord Jesus, I call you into my life. Lord, I am responding to your invite to say yes to you. I admit, God, that I am a sinner. I'm tired of trying to navigate through this life on my own. I'm tired of the addictions. I'm tired of the troubles. I'm tired of of the anger. I'm tired of the pride. I'm tired of the materialism. I'm tired of everything that keeps me bound. But today I put my trust in someone who's greater. I believe that Jesus came to this earth and died on the cross for all of my sins. I believe he rose from the dead on the third day. And so today I, 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 I embrace I embrace your hand. I embrace, Lord, your love. I believe and I put all my trust in you today. The, the, all the trust that I can even, even grab a hold of right now, if it's little faith or big faith, I put it in you today, Jesus, and trust on your name. I confess. Today I, rep, I, I come and I rep you. I represent you. I confess you as my Lord and my Savior. I choose to follow you from this day forward. I I, I declare that I belong to Team Jesus. And I thank you for who you are and what you do. And I give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, Super Bowl, Super God. You gave your life to Jesus Christ. Your your greatest start, the, the greatest kickoff. The gun went off today because you're in the family and in the team of God. And we are celebrating you right now at Living Word Chapel. We are so excited. We are so stoked because you're on God's team. You're part of what we're doing. And we just want for you to know that that the plan that he started, he's given you a, a playbook. He's not left you alone. We want to be a church that comes alongside and we want to we want to strengthen you. We want to empower, transform and encourage you through the living word. That's why we're called Living Word Chapel. We'd love for you to put, if you're on, on, uh, on Facebook, Premier, put those hallelujah praise hands like this. I said yes to Jesus today. And we're going to celebrate you. You can send us an email. You can send us a, a celebration email or maybe a prayer. Maybe you want for us to pray for you. Just want you to know that, that we're here to stand with you, to encourage you, never to condemn you, but to build you up and strengthen you. If you're weak, those of us that are strong, we want to we help you so that you become the strength, the strengthened link that will allow for us to go forward in the grace of God. And if you're a, a believer, you're a follower of Jesus, and maybe you're going through a difficult time, can I tell you something? We're for you. We're here to strengthen you as well. God loves you. He's got a wonderful plan for you. Today, let's win together. Let's do it for Jesus because he's so wonderful and so good. And maybe you're here and you're watching and you're celebrating because God's just great and he's doing great things. We're here together. 
We're celebrating together, and we want you to know it's the greatest thing in the world for us to be united in Christ. That's the beauty, that there are churches all over the world, and we're all one in Jesus. It's not about where you go to church. It's about being a part of the church. We are the body of Christ. So God bless you. Have a wonderful week. Have a wonderful day. Eat a lot of nachos, chips, and chili. Just celebrate and send some pictures. God bless you. This has been a message from Living Word Chapel. We hope that you've been blessed by it. Make sure you check out lwcoracle.org for more information.